Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series. With two old friends coming at it from different perspectives, together we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm a lifelong fan, I'm familiar with pretty much all aspects of the franchise, while Ed is familiar with Transformers, but it was really something he never he never got into when he was younger. So, thanks so much for joining us. Ed, man, Um, I hear you had a little trip to a local, um, you know, uh, I guess, secondhand toy store a little while ago. I, I did. I, I did today, actually. I, I just posted it in the Discord. First of all, before I, before I get into that, though. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot uh, to Boo for filling in for me last week. I had some, uh, some things going on that are... Um, not so much better, but are uh, are, are maintained. So uh, so I'm doing much better th- than I was. Good, good. We all um, you know, we all need time off. So every so often for certain things in our lives. So by all yeah. means, yeah. Um, but, and yeah, but Boo did a great job. And thanks again, buddy. We really appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, I went to uh, I went to a local uh, local toy shop, uh, to- uh, toy shop, and uh, I was checking out some old classic GI Joe stuff. My son is really into uh, Lego minifigures is his thing. He's trying to build up like an entire army of these things. So every time <laughs> we go, he gets a couple of these things. Like he's got a bunch of um, Lord of the Rings dwarves or kind of this thing right now. He's, he's trying to have like a whole army of these uh, these little dudes. But uh, I was, uh, I'm, it's, it, that whole thing's a slippery slope for me because, you know, I look at these things that I liked when I was a kid or things that I, you know, maybe wanted when I was a kid. And I'm like, well, I'll just get one of these things. I've talked about this before. I'll get one of these things. And then before I know it, it's like I, I'm just a full blown like collecting mask or um, or more precisely, what I probably would get into is uh, 80s G.I. Joe. Was, I'm like, oh, I'll just get the figures. No, that's a lie. No, I won't. Because before I know it, it's like, well, I'll just get series one vehicles. I'll just get the tank and the, you know, the jetpack and the motorcycle. And and, and I'll just get those guys. And like, that's also a lie because I will, I have to have the, the sky striker. I absolutely have to have the sky striker. I have to have the Cobra Rattler, but something I saw that I have, I have not seen in a very long time. And I don't know that I've ever seen one of these in person because um, in the late eighties, they, they, they took a bunch of the old, toys and they started uh like doing like new colorways with these things and they so they took like it, it but they always flopped who got what they took like gi joe stuff and they gave it to cobra and they took cobra stuff and gave it to gi joe so they took um the cobra rattler which is a, a sort of modified a10 warthog and they painted it yellow with tiger stripes and they had it in tiger force oh yeah and I thought that was yeah, but they, you know they also took like the Cobra Night Raven and they made it silver and they and that was in about like Battle Force two thousand and they did that with a lot of these things. You remember that? Remember that? I do remember that actually. There were some great things from uh, I think Battle Force two thousand is when they took like they had like alien monster things along with the figures and they had like there was there was almost like like outer space stuff and there was like, just giant mech things. It was all kinds of weird stuff. They were just kind of throwing whatever at the wall until it stuck. Yeah, they had like a whole alien uh, like invasion yeah. or something like that coming. But they, but they, you know they had all the little sublines at that point. They had the they had like 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 eco warriors and ninja. Oh, yeah. Th- those those were all like new figures and new molds and stuff. But like those other ones are those uh, like Battle Force two thousand and, and Tiger Force were like just straight up. They just took like the old toys and just like mm-hmm. recolored them and um, kind of bizarre. But really like that Cobra Rattler in the Tiger Force pattern looks so cool. Like yeah. Like I thought it was dumb when I was a kid because I was like, "Oh, I've already got that. I don't need another one," especially not with with that color scheme. <laughs> I'll tell you what, buddy. Like uh, like mid mid forties, me is like, man, I I need that that cool tiger that tiger stripe cover rattler. So yeah, yeah. You got any cool uh, you know any cool uh, like weird oh yeah like, rebrands like that? Toy oh, hundred percent. Um, I was gonna say also real quick. I think they did uh the opposite side was like Kerber had the uh, Viper Force or something like that. And like, remember the uh, Conquest X seventy or whatever thing, the the uh, front wing swept wing um, jet. Yeah, the X thirty. Yeah, X thirty. Thank Conquest, you. Yeah, they uh, they uh, redid that in like these like red with like I don't know this is like yellow grid pattern, and it was just I guess it was. The I Python. think that was called uh, Python Patrol. That's what it was, Python Patrol. I mean, Python, yeah, that was like a Python like Force a, Python like, Patrol. Yeah, know. I think that was like the the Cobra Special Forces or something yeah. like that. Not that yeah, even, like a terrorist group needs special forces. They, uh, uh, I think they like blended with the DNA of um, I don't know, 
anyways it was yeah it was it was one that's like well, okay man whatever let's sell some more things we had of course um i mean obviously i'm gonna go right to um the um elephant in the room behind me uh they had a lot of stuff with um with i guess you know transformers over the years it changed they tried some things with it they uh they tried making pretenders which are you know robots inside a you know a, a dude with like you know arms that can swing up and down and had things um anyways and then after wait, that wait, they, what what pretenders what was that uh you had this this uh robot that looked very not very much not like a uh, like a earth you know jet or something it looked like almost like an alien ship or an alien tank or whatever and they would go inside this almost like a clamshell thing of a of a dude on the outside. Like they had um I'll show some to you later. People who know where pretenders are. Um yeah, they're so, they they also they were like the size of almost like the size of He-Man, a little taller, but they their legs didn't move. They only had like arms that would move. Like the uh Decepticons had like uh mythical monster looking things, like uh they had um like a one that looked like oh it's like a sea sea monster, one that looked like a um almost like uh vampiric looking thing one that looked like a wolf anyways yeah there was like the protector shell on the outside kind of thing it was a weird gimmick it that went on for real, a while yeah that sounds real bad yeah well sometimes they're really cool sometimes really bad um the, luckily the show master force in japan made them look really much better uh and then like they they did things like they had the micro masters for like little guys like i've got some up here um like guys like this small and they have like big bases and stuff with them which, you know, kind of worked out well. Once again, Japan did it much better than different ways. So then they did the worst thing they could have done for transforming, you know, transforming toys is they took away the transforming gimmick. They made action masters, which were little guys about this tall. I've got some in the other room. Um, I mean, they were about, they were, say, about this tall. They didn't really transform, but they had vehicles and, like, weapons that transformed us. I don't know. It was, it was bad. They were trying to find some ways to make the thing fresh. Unfortunately, when you don't have transforming transformers, it kind of dies. So um, there was a little break. Japan is still going on with their stuff. And they came out with the Transformers Generation 2. Transformers Generation 2 is real fun because uh, you had, like, a lot of the, a lot of the toys that came out were close. Like, you had uh, Inferno, the fire truck uh, transformer. It had um, like a, like a squirting gun thing with it but otherwise it was pretty much the same a few you know like different like there's no metal on them and stuff it was all plastic or mm-hmm. um you know uh sideswipe looked much better they came out with a black like they inverted the colors like instead of a red um lamborghini with um you know black and white you know interior pieces for the robot it was a black lamborghini um or no god ferrari the ferrari God, I'm okay. I'm he's a, I'm he's a, a Lamborghini. Fan. He's a Lamborghini Countach. Yes, yes. Thank you, God. I'm I'm going through the cars in my head. Yeah, but a black Lamborghini with a red, like mostly red, and then some white pieces inside. So they the, the color version was kind of nice. However, they also came with those great little um, things from the '90s where it was a big um, spring-loaded cannon with these long missiles that were like the mm-hmm. one was like lime green. One was like I don't know, like a fluorescent blue. It was terrible. Um, and then they did things like that. And then they released like the Dinobots with like, and where they'd be all silver before. Then like now Slag was um, green, or Snarl was like a like a brick red almost. Uh, mm-hmm. They did Grimlock like a turquoise, and then they did a uh, like a like a regular like a royal blue. And then they did this weird thing where they had them very limited as just a regular grayish silver color. They did all kinds of weird things to try to rebrand it and. Some worked, some didn't. I mean, they had some really cool things come out in Generation 2, like, like those Cyberjet guys. They had some cool stuff come out. Then they had some really weird stuff come out, man. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of that. Uh, anything else you can think of that, you know, maybe, like, you know, not even toy things that, that get rebranded that you've, uh, in your purview? Uh, you, you know, something, this was kind of a phenomenon in the 90s, I remember a lot of, where um, where uh, toy companies would take, a, like, the mold of a toy and use mm-hmm. it in a completely different line. Remember? Uh, the the one that strikes uh, kind of strikes out a lot to me is um, when uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves came out. They had a Robin Hood hideout. Do you, uh-huh. do you remember this thing? And it, the Ewok village. Was, it was the Ewok village from Return of the Jedi. It was straight up just the Ewok village. <laughs> um, it was that. I remember the um, the, the Ninja Turtle van. Yeah, 
used to pop up in a lot of other toy lines. Like they use that mold over and over. Because I think like was it Playmates? I think made those Ninja Turtles figures. Yes, yeah, they did. And uh, they were they were like they were honestly kind of like a like a lower tier company, you know, and like at the time. Yeah, at at the time it was it was a weird thing, but yeah, you'd see a lot of those things pop up. I mean, you'd see some of those um, those molds for the some of the turtle extra characters show up in like 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 uh, knockoff toy lines a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, one that was oh you got any more? I'm sorry, then you cut your uh, off. Uh, no, I, I I do remember. Um, uh, there was like a God, I can't remember, I can't remember what it was from, but there was supposed to be like a like a this this space fighter that was supposed to come out for aliens and it looked really cool but it wasn't to scale with the aliens figures it had like a tiny figure which which you you lost me if you do that but i really wanted to own it because it was a cool looking ship but it it, it never came out for aliens because i remember but i remember seeing the, like the commercial for it or seeing it like in like ads right but or on the back of boxes it, but it never came out but then later on they redid that mold and it came out for like the starship troopers really yeah, huh. I never saw that uh, that figure. I never saw Starship Troopers figures either. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Starship Troopers because I think it, it ended up being called like the. I think it was initially called like the the Evac Fighter for Aliens was yeah. what it was supposed to be called, but then it was called yeah. Attack Fighter in Starship Troopers, something like that. It's um, completely um, the impossible, man. I that was a weird time for the toys were just kind of. I, I guess I was I was kind of still looking at them a bit, but not really like not like I you know did later. So mm-hmm. very likely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weirdness there in the nineties. I'll, I'll tell you another one that um uh, that it was kind of neat because he gave us a second chance on a lot of things. Is um, I I love I've said it many times. I love the 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 show Exo Squad, and the figures are really neat. Actually, it was, it was I think it's another Playmates line that came out, but they were actually really good. Think you're right. Um, the figures were like about you know I I guess they're this this means nothing on camera. Uh, they were uh, where G.I. was like what three and a quarter. They were probably like two two and a half inch tall figures. They, they were like between Mask and G.I. Joe. I think yeah, they were definitely were like, about that size. Mask were real small. Yeah, they were um they were articulated really nicely, just like G.I. Joes and stuff were. Uh, they did a good job with them, and you know they they all look like a uh, they got that um um like. That buzz cut from like a like a like a, a neuromancer novel or something. They they all looked like they belonged in some uh, something like that. But uh, so they yeah, had that that line as they went later on. Um, the whole thing with that that whole property is weird. Like because when they released the show and the toys and stuff, it was there was a whole thing with uh, uh, Faza with um or Faza how do you say it with uh, BattleTech and stuff. And there there's a whole lawsuit thing. Mm-hmm. So. They took a, the chance, uh, one all, I guess, saw that near that end of the line was going on to start releasing Robotech toys. Uh, you'd have all the little battleoids uh, that you see. God, mm-hmm. you find me all the time at KB in the in you know Court of the Mall, where we're from you know our neck of the woods. But like all any like like uh, toy store like that, you'd find like like marked down to three ninety nine for like a um, right all the little battleoids that you'd have in Robotech. I remember though, I got the Zentradi Battle Pod, and I got the Officers Battle Pod under that that line. I bought, the, I bought both of those and yeah, yeah I bought both the, the fighters. They got the hover. Yeah, I got the hover tank. Um, yeah, I, I got a lot. Yeah, I got a lot of that stuff. And uh, what was funny is um, you mentioned FASA. Yeah, I guess um, you know I know that stuff as the Robotech stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. so I bought all of it. And uh, back when I had back in the nineties, I owned a comic shop for a little while, and um, I I sold toys in there too. I, I just sold a lot of my toys because I was just. You know, like whatever it takes to make money, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So I had a shelf just full of uh of my action figures and stuff. And one day a guy came in and um was looking at this and th- that shelf caught his eye and he was like, Oh my god, you have a marauder? I'm like, What? And he's like, dude, that's a marauder from Battletech. And I was like, That's an officer's battle pod, dude. <laughs> that's that's uh, technically it's called a Glaug or whatever the backcross <laughs> name is. Yeah. And uh so he but he was like, Oh my god, you also have a and he's, you know, going through the battleoids and he's all like naming them from the, the battle tech names. And yep. I'm like, whatever you want to call them, dude. And he bought every one except for the Zentradi Tactical Battle Pod because that one was never in Battletech. <laughs> the one so he that bought all of them. In there. The one that wasn't in Battletech. He's like, I don't care about that one. I was like, well, I was like, well, it goes it goes with it, dude. And he's all like, no, 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 I don't want that. I want just the battle tech. <laughs> So yeah, he bought all, he yeah, bought all like this long, long story short, that, that stuff though. Um, I they uh, fast I ended up losing that. They had to no longer um have any kind of like mech 
design that resembled anything from uh from any of the uh, I guess from Macross or anything like that. They were forbidden to use any of those designs anymore. So they make all their designs just a little different. That's why they all kind of look weird now. I don't know. To me, anyways. Yeah, those those are uh, in BattleTech uh, BattleTech fandom. Those are known as the unseen because of, for a long time, even in the books, they they <laughs> they just wouldn't put a picture there. Yeah, see, it's so so um, ominous for something so stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for a long time, those minis were going for a lot of money because uh, because they, they couldn't remake them. Oh, that makes sense. And 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 they didn't really have the means to to, to like redo the, the the designs and all that kind of stuff. Because initially, when BattleTech first came out, it was it was called Battle Droids. And I do remember that vaguely. Yeah, and uh, Lucasfilm sued them over that, so they changed it to BattleTech. And um, <laughs> They sort of had a licensing deal with um with like three different Japanese companies, and so they just used mech designs from uh from Macross. Um I think uh Crusher Joe and one other uh one other show and the Crusher Joe stuff like nobody cared about, so that they've just been using that stuff forever. And yeah, like nobody I... cares. <laughs> exactly. Um oh, yeah. it's a battle take for you though. I, I don't I don't care either with the, those things. It's not my not my cup tea, man. That's not my thing. They look cool. I like big robots. Whatever. Speaking of Bob, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's you know I actually had a funny BattleTech encounter today. Actually, I uh, really yeah. I stopped by uh, on my way home. I stopped by a comic shop and uh, to pick up a couple things. And uh, I saw I ran into some friends of mine playing BattleTech, and I was like, "What year is it that you are playing BattleTech?" Wow. And it was actually it was actually pretty cool. Um, I, I have another funny story about Battletech uh, that I'm not going to tell right now because we don't have time because we've been wasted too much time talking about uh, talking about old to- old toys. So I want to talk about David Wise though. Yes, please do. I'm gonna talk, okay, David. Okay, so this is uh, season two, episode ten, Attack mm-hmm. of the Autobots, written by David Wise. Yes, I don't think we've talked about David Wise here in the past. I don't know if we have. I, I know. Anyways, yeah, I don't think we have. I know of him, but go ahead. Um. So this is a really interesting guy here. This dude was a filmmaker when he was a child. He was uh, he was making films when he was like eight and nine years old, like oh, and doing yeah. And he well he was doing experimental animation with this stuff too, where he was like scratching on negatives and um and actually uh, like drawing on uh like basically essentially what he was doing was like a, a kid's version of like rotoscoping. Yeah, where nice. he, he would film something and then and then like like draw over it on the film, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, like I, there's no way I could have done that when I was a kid. That's a that's I would, I would have the the presence of mind to do that. Like <laughs> that's something that that's something that grown ups do. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. That's amazing. That is that is yeah. super cool. Though in his teen when he was a teenager, he decided he didn't want to make be a filmmaker anymore. Despite having a, a like a start, like a decent start in this, decides he doesn't. He wants to be a science fiction writer. That's what he. That's his career. He wants to be a science fiction writer. So at sixteen, he was selling scripts to uh, Star Trek: The Animated Series. Really nice. Yeah, and um, then he went to a uh, like this real prestigious uh, sci-fi workshop, like sci-fi writers workshop, and he got mentored by like Ursula Le Guin and Frank Herbert. And okay. I'm like, this is I'm I'm totally down with this guy. What a cool guy! Like, um, but then he went on to uh, to to work in television. Like, I don't know that he ever actually wrote uh, any novels or anything, but he he worked in television. He wrote for Buck Rogers and um, uh, Wonder Woman and a lot of that kind of '70s uh, like genre uh, stuff. And then in the '80s, starts to work in animation. Works on um, on Transformers. bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff from around that time. Um, does uh he wrote a bunch of my secret favorite 80s cartoon jim and the holograms uh, <laughs> and then he ended up developing and being the head writer for ninja turtles that's where i know his name the best and uh but he 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 wrote for like tons and tons of stuff um nice what a cool guy passed away a few years ago from uh from lung cancer but um oh, it's too bad yeah did, did a ton of really cool stuff i uh, did a thing called, that i that I, I often forget about called the spiral zone you remember the spiral zone I don't remember the spirals and what was that? Uh, it was some weirdo cartoon that lasted one season. That was uh, uh, some dude was like broadcasting that the villains were like broadcasting hyp- hypnosis rays from the Chrysler building. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, How no cool is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was based on a Japanese toy line that Bandai did. And uh, huh. they were, uh, it was, it looked pretty cool. Um, I'll dig a little more into it later on, but at least. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
yeah so anyway yeah yeah so we are into uh, speaking of big hulking robots and being weird and awkward um attack of the autobots <laughs> season two episode 10 uh so there are some times when some of the characters say things certain ways they're like oh yeah that's the guy i mean jazz does it all the time i can always hear scatman carruthers you know always waiting for him to say something to doc um, but not really Casey Kasem as Teletran one is just, man, he is owning the entire opening of this episode. Just going off on it, man. Dude. I thought he was about to announce the top 10. I just said the same thing to my wife watching this. Like, holy shit. <laughs> he, he was just like, I'm out of voices. I'm just going to read this slow and Stilton. Um, yeah. We drop right into this and prime and some other guys are, they're working on something. Okay, so I'm assuming they're rebuilding the base again. Like we we missed something where the, the Dinobots messed it up again at some point, and we just we're gonna go past that because obviously it happens every week. It almost at first I thought there was like an arm on that table, like a robot arm on the table, and I was <laughs> like, are they building a new Autobot? Are, they, are we getting a new character here? But no, that always we, goes really well. Yeah, we don't get a no. No, it was <laughs> they're just working on something, and then Teletram one like it, within seconds it was like. Decepticons are attacking. And so, of course, Optimus Prime's response to this every time. You want to guess what it is? Are they going to transform and roll out? Transform. Like, no matter what's going on, transform, guys. Transform. Dude, like, there's one of running out there. It takes so much, too much time. They, they, there's there's their ability. They transform. Oh, they're, 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 you know, highlighting the brand. He is are, a yeah. level marketing genius. Transform. See, but see, here's the thing is, so they transform into cars and they're driving down this, uh, this rocky road here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go get some ice cream after this. <laughs> so, so like the, the seekers are attacking them, but like they, they don't transform and like fight or anything. They just keep driving. Mm-hmm. They just keep driving until <laughs> there's a roadblock. And then I guess Jazz is like, well, I guess I'm gonna transform into a robot and fly up in the sky and fight these guys. Oh, that was um. It was actually I think it was Prowl. Actually, no, it was it, it was Prowl. Been, yeah, it might have been Prowl. The, um, yeah, Thundercracker shoots the side of a mountain and uh, rocks fall, and he does this weird thing where he does a complete L, and not, not for the kids, <laughs> not not a L as in a loser. He pulls a complete L. He jackknifes immediately and drives up, and then transforms, flies in the air, gets hit in the back by a laser beak or something like that. It was a weird whole sequence thing. Like he just. He drove so fast, I guess he flew. I don't know. Jazz spent like 15 minutes constructing like, like a bola to shoot out of his uh, out of his cannon. He's got to hook a, a cable to it. He's got to hook it around here. He's got to twist it around. It was like, meanwhile, something else could have blown him up. I got to stop you, man. It's Prowl. It's Jazz comes in later, dude. Was it Prowl? Dude, Prowl. I wrote Oh, God, dude. Your notes are terrible. This is what happens when I take a week off. <laughs> the, yeah, actually, I, I, so it looks like... Uh, Prowl is like attaching a model rocket to the end of his rifle to shoot. It looks like, <laughs> they're like, what does this guy have? It looks like a, one of those like weird, janky later model rockets that didn't really fly straight, but you know, it was like about putting the model together. It's like he's in the gate. He's going to shoot that demon. So yeah, man, he, uh, he shoots this like model rocket uh, bolo thing on the end of his uh, rifle at laser beak. Snags he tangles him. tangles his foot up and it stays this way for like like four hours. It's like, he's like just that. tangled up and it's just like he's like it's like he's fishing in the sky yeah. with, with him. Yeah, this is hilarious. Um, and so Prime and Ratchet just get totally bodied by the Seekers. The Seekers are just like they're just pouring on the uh, on these two guys. They are, and uh, there's there's this whole thing where Soundwave is a uh, rumble and uh, Laserbeak go distract the Autobots. Why? Why? They're already in the They're middle of that battle. Why do they need the distraction now? They're already being distracted. So that would seem kind of superfluous to me. And like uh, Prime says, my worn diode is pulsating. Warning diode? Where was this before? And, uh, there's a lot of things this? that are never before and never after in this episode. So where, where, where was, was this every time he gets blown up? Yeah, something like something oh man, I'm gonna get blown here. up by Megatron again. I better my warning diode. <laughs> yeah, so this is like I'm not sure what happened here, but the the, uh, the Decepticon. Oh, oh no, I know I do know what happened. I do know what happens here. So there's a what was the deal? They have like the 
uh, the invisibility spray is that what's oh is that what happens here yeah okay before that i gotta throw this in there because it was so weird so yeah there's a whole thing where skywarp um like shoots at um optimus prime and ratchet prime grabs ratchet like he's he's saving a, a damsel in distress and leaps and throws ratchet out and they land and they look up and rumble doesn't say anything he goes bye bye baby <laughs> no weird rat battles he just is <laughs> like you're, you're done and it was so weird earth up they fall in so that that happens in that scene but yeah somehow suddenly megatron has a visible visibility gas gun where has this been he said he's been waiting for the right opportunity dude go every wait. opportunity is the right opportunity to be invisible wait till they're playing football or basketball or some stupid thing hey, they're doing spray yourself with a visibility gas go in there put bombs in the base anything see also if if they had this why do they need this big distraction why can't they just make like laser beak <laughs> and send him in he gets in there all the time he's yeah. he's in there he's in the arc more than a lot of the autobots are <laughs> him and ravage or hell and, and ravage just send them both in there spread yeah, them just put the transform the ground sound wave being from a spike he'll pick you up it happens every time and uh so uh, apparently okay so I wrote down that Starscream either has a fanny pack in his chest or he's always carrying a personality destabilizer in there. I, I don't know which one it is. I mean, just happens he's got to like have a little, a, yeah, he's got like a little, uh, little storage thing in, his, in, in yeah. the, in the cockpit. There. It opens <laughs> it up and opens like, his uh, chest up. And there you go. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. And okay. After that rumbles over there looking in the ravine, he's been waiting a little while. He was like, well, they've been falling for a while. Haven't they? I haven't heard them hit bottom. They both do the superhero leap out of the ravine because apparently he can't see past like a foot in front of him. It's dark. It's real dark in there, man. I guess so, man. They jump out and punch him like together, like uh, I don't know, some weird Superman, Iron Man punch out of out of the ground. Yeah, that was re- that was real nineteen uh, eighties comic books. Uh, oh yeah, happened there. Um, and, uh, hey, speaking of dark though, um, you know. Uh, this is a real dumb story, but, um, you know, uh, uh, back in the day when I was playing with toys with my friends, mm-hmm. one of us came up with the idea that, uh, you know, we we're like, well, like my spaceship has like light speed and it goes this fast. And so somebody came up with the idea, the brilliant idea that one of their ships had dark speed. It, obviously, since light speed is very fast, the dark is obviously faster. So he had, he had a dark speed drive. And uh, maybe that's why you couldn't see past it. Maybe they have a dark speed drive. That in could there. be. I mean, maybe uh, there was there was that the time when you uh, realized that X wings have hyperdrives. They don't. <laughs> anyway, the Decepticons uh, pull this plan off where uh, Megatron um, Megatron puts a uh, he sabotages their the recharge chambers, which we've never seen before. We've never seen these things before. Nope. It's nope. like the pods from it's like the little sleep pods from Alien. They're, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna go into hypersleep into hypersleep. And you would think you would have seen these things before because they're huge. And they're it's right there. The they're right there in front of Teletran 1. Yeah. But I guess, I don't I don't know. I, that's right. They come out of the ground. Apparently there's a console and they flip on out mm-hmm. of the ground. Yeah, we've never seen these before. And by the way, I'm just going to tell you, I don't think you ever see them again. Just there's only two of them. Only two, only two yeah. guys can sleep at a time. Well, they're, they're not really efficient at this. They just, uh, you know, everyone takes a, they take a little nap and the next people get in. So maybe that's why you don't know, ever see like but four or five Autobots together at a time because they arrest them recharging and they're in line oh. to recharge. Yeah, two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe they yeah, should build some more instead of uh, building uh, nanobots that wreck their whole thing uh, every yeah, week. That's, uh, that's uh, my own fan cannon now. What's up? Uh, yeah, so they're, the Autobots are really like really confused about what's going on after so they get I. back. Yeah. Huh? So am I. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> so, well, well no but hold on before that though uh we get uh we get some some trash talk here we get uh brawn uh saying he's he he's gonna give someone a nickel plated knuckle sandwich they've used that one before yes, and it, yes. So they're recycling the taunts here at this point which we've mm-hmm. they've done the past couple of episodes and that's fine so but there's this weird thing here where rumble is is kind of facing off with ratchet they're having they're, they're like they're kind of like you know like wrestle almost like trying yeah. to get into like a wrestling match right and uh so so then they they call the the retreat for the decepticons so rumble does this thing where he just like he's in the robot form he just transforms into a tape and falls on the ground but then ratchet somehow turns into like a grandma from an infomercial and she's like trying <laughs> to open a bag of chips you know and, and he's just like, <laughs> his arms around he's like the grandma from the clapper commercial like <laughs> she couldn't clap off 
And, yeah, he does. He's like he so, looks like he's he's got back problems trying to bend over and pick him up. Um, so, but then he just transforms right back into, into the robot and he flies away. Like yeah. <laughs> that's all that. Like I I, yeah, I guess that's it's clever. I I don't know. It, I don't know, man. It's, it was pretty it was pretty weird. Uh, so, but yeah, then the Autobots go back to the base. Yeah, they're very they're very confused about what's going on. Like, why then, did they just leave? I, I we're having a fight. They just left. Okay. Oh, let's go home. I guess they're going home. We're gonna go home. Yeah. And by the way, Skyfire's there. He's suddenly back. He's I don't know where he's been on vacation for the last, you know, several episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, sorry, I don't know, man. Uh, no, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sleepy, man. I'm, a little, I can, you know, no, I'm just, I'm just giving you just. Fine. All right. So yeah, uh, he's just suddenly back in the, in the background, and they're all, you know, looking really confused at what's going on, why they left, dude. And I don't know what it is, animation or whatever, but Prime's talking, his mouth is just going like crazy. It's like really, it's really going. He's like he's really bothered by this or something. That was pretty funny. And uh, so it's hey, now it's time to recharge. They just had a big like, fight, you know. They're yeah. and they're all charge, tuckered charge, out. Charge your batteries up, dude. Like, so, oh, you know. but what happens when they come out though? Their eyes turn red. Yes, you know that. That's the universal symbol in a cartoon for somebody turning evil is that their eyes turn red. Obviously, and uh, you know, Teldrin one way ahead of this time starts doing the uh, the Autobot symbol all pride colors, and uh, then goes and there's an evil presence in the base. Um, apparently he know he can read everyone's personalities are suddenly changed. Um, he's flipping out and i, I guess megatron shouldn't, shouldn't he have been able to uh to detect that when megatron was in there he's a he's a visibility spray man yeah he, but he still he still detected an evil presence though invisibility spray is that, that's from visible light you don't know that so how invisibility works he could he could have infrared scanned him and, and seen him there but he, he could have heard uh, like this 5,000 pound robot clanking around. That would have been like told you. He probably thought of, he probably would have thought as a dinobot falling over in the back room somewhere where they sleep, yeah, sleep in that closet. That, that's a very good point. He probably didn't have any noise. Dinobots sleep in their closet all day long. They eventually fall over because one gets off balance in the middle of the nap. Uh, so yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> and there's, for some reason, Megatron is talking to the Autobots and Teletran and Megatron have this ethical debate about evil and a nobility it's this yeah. weirdest exchange it's almost like um he teletran one's trying to suss out what makes something noble and what makes something evil it was really awkward and weird would have been kind of cool to hear more of that but you know whatever but uh megatron takes control and commands optimus to take out teletran one which he does it's like a very howl moment he's like no and <laughs> prime punches the uh, console <laughs> as, as uh Teletron one does his best howl impression to as he as he gave us out, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. That David was... Wise loves some sci-fi. Yeah, I guess he oh, I mean, when you're mentored by Ursula yeah. Le Guin and Theodore Sturgeon, uh then yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we have Jazz show up. Okay, so ja- yeah, so Jazz shows up at this point yeah. and um he was animated a little. I think he was animated a little weird in this episode. He didn't oh. like. I mean, he looked like like he was supposed to look. He didn't look like like wrong like he did in those uh, in those early Acom episodes. But uh, yeah, so he shows up, but he's driving out in the middle of nowhere with Spike and Sparkplug to test out some new speakers he's got, and um, he just t- has these things pop out. And they blast this mountain and it's blowing up. But like, so Spike and Sparkplug are there with him. And they're like, oh, I can't handle it anymore. And even even uh, Spike is like, I can't handle it anymore, but I love the music. And he's like, <laughs> but the thing is, they're standing right in front of the speakers. Like, go behind them. Yeah. It's still going to be loud, <laughs> but you're not going to sit there and like blast it right by this. Like, how many decibels is it? You think it's like 200 decibels, probably. Oh, this probably. Is ridiculous. I don't know. Oh, exactly. So, like, what was the, uh, the they had, he had this jam band music playing through it also. It was like he was at a fish concert just playing this like random guitar <laughs> solo. Yeah, this was almost like a, yeah, like a, what like a movie thinks like a rock and roll band sounds like. This is yeah, like a, exactly. almost like yeah, like like when the when the, the the detective goes into like a bar to pick somebody up, they're like, this is the band that's playing. This is you know just <laughs> generic rock and rock and roll music. Like uh, you know, there's always like that like that one dude with the sunglasses and the beard playing the saxophone. You know that you oh, know that yeah. dude. 
Like, yeah, there's always that guy. Um, yeah, there's always the guy in the tank top playing the bass. You know, he's, he's just, yep. just kind of like Steve Perry from Journey. Oh yeah, he plays he plays the bass and um, yeah, yeah. So that is that's all happening, and he's like he's like causing a rock slide, which, you know, apparently it's it's loud enough to cause that to happen so we we kind of get a little uh the preview of what's going to happen eventually that he's going to do something with those speakers but uh whose speakers they, are these what these are checkoff speakers there's a few that in this episode actually uh they make it back to base and blue streak is there and his eyes are red so you know something's about to go down he starts shooting at jazz he's blasting yeah um okay this is a great scene though so jazz is uh they all they spark plug spike they split up and they're like what's going on with uh blue streak he's all acting weird jazz is hiding behind this uh this console or something and there's a shake weight next to him i don't understand where that came from so he picks maybe, that's up what they were, maybe they were building that earlier right? that's what they were working what on building, building the shake weight uh so he th- hurls a shake weight at uh blue streak and uh kind of you know throws him off balance and stuff and they subdue him and yeah, the they hit his reset relay. Like you can just like bonk a dude and turn him off. Apparently, yeah, he, he hit that, that that spot on um you know on Data's head or whatever and knocks him out. Um, <laughs> it's a blue streak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this oh god, Teletrain one they 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 fix Teletrain one and they're like, well, something's going on here. They fix him and Teletrain one can see Invisible Megatron now. Now that he's been repaired. He's kind of talking like kind of stilted, like he's not all there yet. Yeah. But now he can, he's showing the uh, the closed circuit CRT of Megatron, like all outlined in his glowing outline, changing out the uh, the personality, the doohickey. I, I don't yeah, know, whatever. The yeah, stabilizer. Whatever. Yeah, stabilizer. sorry. It's a new thing every episode at this point. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Autobots show up at a U.S. base, and you know it's a U.S. base because they got U.S. on their helmets. In case oh, you yeah. don't know, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta label the, yeah, label all the soldiers, man. Make sure they're not, they're not in a Russian base, dude. So, oh, like, man, Optimus Prime is just walking around, just like tearing planes out. He's just like flipping over planes and ripping them in half. Uh, this is real cool, actually. I like this a lot. Uh, this was, this was pretty, this was pretty cool. Um, I, I like it. I like anytime somebody's just making chaos like this, making mayhem. Oh yeah. Um, I was gonna say, there's so, a scene where um they they all show up though and. They go through painstaking detail to show the transformation of Prowl. He stands up and legs flip around and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's kind of cool. They never really do that. Yeah. But here they decided to. Yeah. You wanted to go buy that toy. No, didn't you? So I, was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can do that at home. There's a uh oh gosh. Okay, yeah. So they're they're being at the base. He's like breaking, he's breaking um uh jets over his knee, pretty much. <laughs> As I'm saying, he's just he dude, did. He was just like, ah, that's another one. Bam! Like it there's was, no defense in this place. There's no no yeah. one's defending anything. Like, and Hound and Ratchet show up at this uh, research center where the doc, Doctor Harding is. Uh, I guess made her plans for the. Because uh, by the way, the whole thing of this whole episode, they're going after the solar power generator satellite. Satellite, right? Because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna provide all this energy. Free energy, free energy basically and so which but, comes in this later too uh so she picks she, they go to a shot of her and dr harding by the way is uh she's a real gi joe looking character she looks very much like the, the baroness completely with she, glasses and everything those she's kind like of the baroness but with like scarlet's hair almost or like lady j's hair lady j's hair, like yeah, she's, short, she's, yeah. yeah she's very uh she's very much like the uh like the uh I don't know, like the, the 80s uh like scientist that's like secretly hot, but you know, they have the, yeah. their hairs up in a bun with glasses on, you know, the you know the, the one you know the one I'm talking about. So. yeah, she's she's a badass, by the way. Uh does, does she show up again? Is, or is this the only no, I think it's the only time, time she shows up. Because she, she's real cool. They they should bring her back. I like her. Oh, so yeah. But she's on the phone and she's just talking and not letting whoever she's talking to, she's not letting them say anything. She's just like, oh, they want to see me there? Okay, cool. All right, well, all right. Oh, thank you very much. All right, well, wonderful. <laughs> I'm totally listening to you right now. It was like, just having somebody talk at you. It was hilarious. And uh, so she leaves and um, the Ratchet is like crawling down this hallway. This was cool because it, it showed the scale finally that's why they didn't just have him like walking or like a giant hallway you know like of him strolling he's like crawling like john mcclaning through this thing like 
this was cool and um there's a there's a whole thing right before this happens though their pa goes over warning a party of any autobots is attacking and dr (laughs) harding's like enemy autobots what could they be after here (laughs) she looks at her plans like what do you think they're after the enemy autobots and i like how they give that 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 prefix to autobots because uh it's a descriptor because i guess they're all usually nice but these are the enemy ones and so, yeah, she like looks out in the hallway and Ratchet's doing this hulking Frankenstein thing down the hallway because he's so tall. It was kind of cool to see that. Like you said, it was cool. And uh, he looked, he looked real scary too, because um, they drew his face kind of, kind of Jack Kirby looking like he had like the, yeah. um, the kind of like expressionless like face, like uh, like an original Sentinel or uh, like, like something from New Gods almost. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Um, he had the Jack Kirby pose too with the, with the, the tilted head and the hand coming forward. It was <laughs> pretty cool. That actually, wasn't um, it? But so Dr. Harding is, sees this happening and she's not having this. So she smashes a window out and yeah. jumps and lands on like a picnic table uh, umbrella. But dude, she pulls the most stone cold thing after this. She looks up at him with, with the, the blueprints in her hand and just like taunts him. She's just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> she goes, she goes, she gets activated. She gets Jason Bourne, breaks the window, jumps like three floors, lands on that umbrella and shakes the plants out of him and runs. Dude, I need like I need like a series of, of her. I need like Dr. Harding action scientist. Like that like, was great. Dude, this is so cool. like a Venture like, Brothers I'm... character or something. This is fantastic. God, this is way better than Chip Chase. Oh, 100% better. And that's not, not because he's handy capable, because he's uh he's just Chip Chase. Oh, he's just he's boring. Like get like yeah. give Dr. Harding like, like a mecha suit or something. Let her like oh, oh man, like, she, she should have been doing that. All yeah. kinds of stuff. It'd be great. Replace uh, spark plug, put her in there. Oh, for real. Yeah, yeah. Um so we go back to the uh we go back to Optimus at the base and he's going to destroy, destroy, but none stand against us. No one's standing against him. That's where he breaks the jet over his knee. Uh, but when he says that, um yeah. he, he uh, first of all, he, he's yeah, he's smashing these jets, but he he cops this um like power squat. Like he's uh <laughs> like he's the singer from the band Man of War almost. Yes. Like he's um <laughs> I didn't what you talk about. But he says <laughs> Let none stand against us, but the subtitles say, "Let me stand against us." Like, <laughs> okay, dude, if you insist on standing against yourself, then go ahead and uh, go ahead and do this. That's fine. I mean, fun. yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> so back at the uh, Autobot base, Spark Plugs has invented the thing that's going to save them. It looks like a, an Autobot version of an interrogator drone from uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. Oh, oh yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess he makes like he he um he makes one of these. One he made like seven hundred of them. At first he made one, <laughs> and um, so I guess it's supposed to fix all the bad thoughts of the Autobots and like, replace them with good noble thoughts. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like I guess it just like short. And like I don't know. It, for being a sci-fi writer, like my man didn't really. Yeah, Mr. Wise didn't really do a whole lot of science fiction in here you, you know but we man, could have like short-circuited the and rebooted the personality yeah ship. that would have been that would have been way more maybe he was writing his uh, well he could have been writing his pilot for dr harding um action scientist and not really caring about the rest of this, rest of this episode and i'm behind that um, if that would have happened he did write doctor who though for a little while really um yeah huh i don't care because i don't like doctor who but um yeah okay the whole everyone who was listening to the show uh, don't don't hate us because of that it's just you know ed doesn't like what he doesn't like Doctor anyways <laughs> i don't like hyperdrives and x-wing fighters either they don't so, exist. Uh, yeah um yeah he, they they uh i guess blue streak wakes up like i guess we have uh someone to try it out on and they like attach it to his leg he shorts out for a second and all of a sudden he's cool again he's nice yeah he's and, just back to normal he's yeah right. as easy um, as that i guess there are personalities in their leg um so uh, yeah we go we cut back to helm is trying to find dr harding and there's this, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like gruesome in a way. He he goes and he's chasing her down the road. She jumps into the second dumpster and she's hiding in there, kind of looking out. He goes to the first one, picks it up and just crushes it. And she's like looking at it going, oh, I'm about to get crushed. Awesome. And suddenly, um, you know, spark plug shows up uh, and, you know, shoot, not, attaches a thingy to his leg and he's all okay again. Yeah. And, um, but before that, um, he takes the dumpster and tosses it against the wall. But she's so cool. She is such an action scientist. That's she walks out and then she's good. Plans in hand. No, she's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. Um, 
uh, there's a little a cool little scene of uh, Prowl uh, smashing some fighter jets. He is massive compared to these jets, <laughs> and he shouldn't be like, at all. He is huge. He's a two eighty Z. He's a two eighty Z or two forty Z, right? And like he's smashing up what are these fictional planes that I guess are supposed to be like proxy F fifteens or whatever. And the thing is, yeah. I've sat in an F-15. Like I, I've, I've said before, I'm a huge airplane nerd, and uh, like I have sat in an F-15, and those things are massive. They're huge mm-hmm. planes, and um, yeah, the, yeah. So the whole like nose section, you could fit a car right there. Like they're yeah. God, they're so big. So there's no way that he should be <laughs> that he should be this big. And he's just like towering over these things, and like, uh, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. It was still, it was still cool to see him. Oh just yeah, okay, awesome. We cut to um, a scene where there's this this, uh, this bomber flying, these, these guys flying a bomber randomly, and Skyfire is over top of them, and he is massive. It's like <laughs> the shadow over this bomber. Bombers are huge. Bombers are huge. Shadow over top of the thing. And uh, I'm like, oh, God. And my my, uh, my notes were, oh, God, Skyfire is a terror. Um Dude, I would I would lose it if I saw that thing of flying over me. Like, okay, aliens are attacking us, and I'm gonna die first. And yeah, he was huge. Yeah, and okay, so they they're like, well, we should take care of him, and uh, how do we do that? We'll shoot at him. So of course, comes back around, and uh, Helm gets the idea that he's like, I've got this magnetic or no, my particle gun. This thing's magnetic, so I'm gonna shoot it out of my particle gun. Be an okay shot, and I should be fine. He gets close enough. He shoots them, and somehow he makes that that perfect shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyfire is okay again, and uh, yep. lands. So and they can... say, "Good, we need a taxi, so everyone can get in." Uh, yeah, they had they had to get him first. They could, uh, yeah, they could get around. Um, we cut to a cool scene of a bunch of scientists uh, doing uh, science stuff in like a, a control room, like a very NASA looking uh, looking yeah. scene, uh, which I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, mission control. That was neat. Um, but then, so they decide that they're going to abort the, the launch for the the satellite, the, the solar satellite, right? And so the second they're like, "Oh, let's abort the thing," Megatron smashes in the he smashes in a wall, and he's like, "You're not aborting anything." And then he blows up all the computer screens, bro. I think you just made him abort the launch. Like, how are they yeah. gonna control anything? I gotta ask something real, real, actually, pretty important. I don't know. It's something I, I just realized when I was watching this episode, also. Why does NASA like um like why does flight control why does it look the same as it did when we were watching war games like they they look every time you see a, a picture of like a like the room for a mission control they look like they saw the old computers still I don't know if it's just because you, you think you do and your your mind's like you know making that connection or something but I feel like they they the whole room looks the same as it did in the eighties uh I don't I don't know man why why bother it looks good it's already cool why uh, well, yeah exactly it looks cool I'm expecting like like a like a room the size of a, a football a stadium to have the computer in there working with like reel to reels and stuff <laughs> yeah so, um you know something else cool about um uh, uh NASA though and, and relating back to what we were talking about with BattleTech earlier with uh was which we were saying was produced by the company FASA FASA yeah um which in NASA's national uh Air and space or aeronautic and space administration. FASA actually stands for Fredonia Aeronautic and Space Administration, which is a joke from the Marx Brothers. I never got that. I, I love Marx Brothers, so yeah, yep. That's that's kind of cool. I okay, I'll give it the FASA for that one. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. I I, I forget it meant something like you know figure and some something. I don't know. It's something yeah. stupid that. Yeah, Redonia. I, I never, really? I never knew until until like like way way later, and it was it was just some dumb in joke with uh like like I guess like Lauren Wiseman or whoever whichever designer um headed up uh, uh headed him up at the time. So uh, yeah, yeah, props there. I had no idea that. Yep. Um. Yep. So, oh, it was from uh, from Duck Soup. From yeah, the, the yeah, Duck Soup. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. Right. Not not my favorite of the Marx Brothers movies, but I know it. So yeah, really really cool. I don't know that I've ever seen it to be honest, but um. Have you seen Marx but, Brothers at all? Uh, I think I've seen like stuff like here and there. I don't know if I've ever actually yeah. sat and watched any Marx Brothers stuff. Night in Casablanca and a Night of the Opera are my two favorites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah, so uh the Autobots get their sky taxi again, so they all load up mm-hmm. and go to the uh, Air Force base. And dude, they they show up and start like 
shooting Autobots and clamping these these uh, these interrogator droids to their uh, legs, and they're all you know, easily getting going down, except for Prime. He's the last one there. He did he does something he never does when he's good. Apparently, he's not capable of like backing into his trailer, opening the thing up, and have all three components come out and start attacking. Yeah, that was great. He's like a personal army. Yeah, that was in, yeah, that was a total toy ad too. Like I was like, oh, oh. like well, if I don't have that already, I, I need that. You know, like yeah. um, so yeah, like the, the little repair drone thing that's in, in the trailer that when you you're supposed to take it as a die clone toy, you take and stand the trailer up on its um on the I guess the uh, the footing of the of the trailer, mm-hmm. I put the nose of the at the, the front of it, and like how like that like that and stand up and you stand stand them in there with that that drone that's attached. It's supposed to be like a repair drone. So that, oh, the whole thing okay. is supposed to be like a repair bay for convoy. Um, <laughs> this is a name and die clone. So yeah, they always use it as like a weapons platform, but honestly, it's supposed to be like a repair bay. So That's pretty cool. still <laughs> cool. So yeah, I, I'm a big <laughs> fan of it. Um, still cool to see this happening though. Like I, by the way, I'm also going to say real quick, um, I'm having a boo. He's, he's, um, he asked me if he'd like us to get um, um, screenshots for all these things we talk about. Uh, in the in the for the uh, YouTube video, so anyone who's listening, uh, if you want to see screenshots, gonna, like kind of like showing what we're talking about, we're going to put up the on the YouTube videos. Um, so yeah, the uh, he he's, he's going to get me a screenshot of this three component thing, which I'm really a big fan of. So look forward to that. Anyways, back to this. Yeah, so I don't know how it was that they I guess they've got to get like these uh, these different. I guess I don't know for better like a better term. Um, non-evil devices just strapped to all three components when they could have probably done it to the like prime himself and it wouldn't find yeah. but uh they've got to do that whole thing where they're gonna go up against the end they're gonna run out of uh these things to make um prime good again well it's a good thing they made two extras yeah exactly just in case just in case i guess because you don't want that rogue dune buggy running around <laughs> like polar the little drone you don't want to run him by himself uh going evil um, maybe what it's like happened he, that guy? what happened to that guy? I haven't seen him since uh, in like a long time. He's there. He's he's doing his thing, man. Maybe he's um, he's, he's got. Maybe he uh, he crochets or something in the spare time. I don't know. Don't don't beat him up for his uh, his hobbies. <laughs> so uh, all this is happening in the uh, this Decepticons are getting in that rocket at the uh, at the base. They mm-hmm. rip open the side panel of the rocket and just climb in. Oh, yeah. And there's and there's like a floor in there. Like they're they're meant to be in there. Like there's an mm-hmm. old cockpit area for like the size of the Decepticons. They just yeah for giant on. robots. Yeah, of course. Obviously, it's made for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this whole thing happens. Like okay, well, let me back a little bit up there. Optimus Prime is trying to fight the evil in him, and Bumblebee is I don't know. He's he's talked to him. This is whole pregnant pause that Bumblebee could have just stuck the thing on his leg and fixed him. But I guess he wanted to, um, Optimus Prime to battle his inner demons, his inner evil personality or something for a few seconds. And it was this weird, not necessary whole sequence, but you know, yeah, he could have just gone up and like, here you go. Done. And yeah. Been done. So. It's going to fight his evil, I guess. After that happens, uh, the, they realize the rocket's taken off and they all get in uh, Skyfire and fly up to it. And like Prime and Ratchet jump out so they can do like rocket surgery on this thing and take the the uh, the satellite off the top of the rocket. So they're over there with a with a wrench loosening up nuts on the outside of this rocket, which apparently that's how they attach uh, satellites. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Just two bolts on the outside of it. Yeah, just a couple of bolts, and uh, the stuff's gonna see this. And they they open the door, their little I guess bridge they have for the rocket that they're gonna take back to Cybertron. Which, by the way, I don't know if they understand how rockets work. There's not that much fuel in a rocket, but whatever, man. Uh, so yeah, they start shooting up the rocket, and uh, yeah, there's this this whole thing where I don't know they they're they're trying to not, not get shot, and the angle's all wrong, anyways. But yeah, they didn't stop them before, anyways, for these shows. And like Jazz does the most baller thing ever. He climbs out, climbs up on uh, Skyfire's nose, transforms, pulls out the speakers. You talk about Chekhov's gun and mm-hmm. starts blasting um, jam band tunes at the rocket to disrupt yep. the rocket's um, fuel Every, or something. Just, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, it starts, it like starts par- smoking. Don't fall off of it. The Septicons jump out and they, they're like, all right, we're done here. They just try their next plan next week. 
And uh, yeah, they're they're just they're they get the um, the satellite kind of loose on the top of it, and uh, they 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 get back in the skyfire and they fly out in the space and just probably just throws it into space, and it's it's in orbit now. So why don't they just let the Decepticons go? Is it that big a deal for them to go back to Cybertron? They're going to take the solar energy satellite back to Cybertron and I guess get free energy. They're going to get green energy on Cybertron, something they needed the entire time. Once again, the Autobots are not for green energy. Dude, the Autobots are in like big oil pocket. They are. They they get the world energy chip. I know, and they're not sharing it with anybody. It's nope. like meanwhile they're still like like supporting like Exxon. This is dude, this Pretty is much. See, I don't see, I don't think they I don't think they're as good as as we say this, they are. Man, this is Reagan's America. They're using sonic weaponry. These guys are just as bad as the guys that done at uh, Guantanamo Bay. It's terrible. <laughs> this is the Havana, uh, the Havana problem. Havana syndrome or whatever. Syndrome, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, recently, that isn't a real thing, but it was a kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, you must have listened to the same podcast I listened to. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, um, yep. So, so uh, they, uh, besides this one, of course, I also listen to it every week. <laughs> <laughs> they they throw the uh, thing in the or- orbit, and like Ratchet and Sparkplug, or they get back to base stuff. Ratchet and Sparkplug are having like a unit measuring contest. I'm not gonna say you know the <laughs> word I want to say, but they're like talking about how I always fix things. Oh, I always fix things. That's my job. That's my job. Oh, okay. Everyone, they're all special. You all have your job. Thanks a lot, everyone. It was the weirdest. It was it was real weird. Um, Sparkplug saved all their butts, so I don't know. What he's he's uh, griping about. He's he's going old grandma again. He's like, you know, I do everything around here, and Sparkplug's like, no, I do. Anyways, <laughs> there was a there was actually a pretty uh, a pretty neat scene where uh, once they turned Prime back to the good side, he like picked up Bumblebee like like it was like his son, and like, he like picks him <laughs> up, you know, like under the arms. You, you know, like when you have a, a small child, you pick him up under the arms. He picked him up like that, but then he gave him a hug. He gave him a yeah. hug after that, and it was like, oh, uh-huh, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. He gave him a little, gave him a little squeeze. He was a little buddy, a hug. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird and touching and awkward, but yeah, it was still. It was. It was a nice scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was cool. <laughs> so that's it, man. That's uh, that attack it. of the Autobots. Attack of the Autobots. Uh, this was a. Uh, I, I'm gonna say that I expected a little more after uh, learning about the pedigree of uh, David Wise. I really expected a little more, a little more here because essentially what this was about was a computer virus, and it was just basically it was basically a computer virus that infected all the uh, the Autobots' brains and made them you know and turned them against what they're supposed to be doing, which is uh, which is which at the time, especially at the time, was a very cool sci-fi concept. Um, there were just times where I don't think it was carried out terribly well um mm-hmm. there was some cool stuff in this uh there was some some pretty cool battles i liked uh i liked all the battle. i got the i like the the ratchet doing the weird um yeah infomercial grandma thing that was pretty funny <laughs> I, I liked uh dr harding she was a very like i said a very cool character and they mm-hmm. uh, i feel like that's somebody they could have done a whole lot more with and i hate that she doesn't show back up um Good guys going to the bad side is always a cool. That's a cool, uh, you know, sci-fi and you know, cartoon trope. Um, I, I like that. I got to see the cool mission control. So this was a pretty good episode. Um, I'm gonna give it, uh, it j- just because I don't think that it really reached the, like my old my old my well hold on. So my kid brain is gonna, um, like it was good. It was a good middle of the road episode. Um, it wasn't anything top tier, uh, but I definitely didn't dislike it. Uh, so, uh, kid brain's going to go three repurposed, rebranded battleoids. We're going to start with a Tomahawk rebranded as the Excalibur and then rebranded in Battletech as the Warhammer. So three rebranded, uh, giant Japanese robots, out of five um adult brain uh like like the concepts just really wanted a little more thought-provoking stuff here so um again i will i will go um yeah i'll uh i'll go uh three uh uh television pop show jam bands out of five cop rock three cop rock bands out of uh, <laughs> five. 
you're reco- yeah, you're recovering. Yeah, you're recovering. You, you got it there, man. You finally you, you take your time getting there, but you got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is weird. Um, I have a much worse uh memory of this episode. I think maybe because I'm watching it now, I'm watching it not uh i don't know not, i'm not so much trying to relive like what i thought the past glory episode was i'm just trying to like watch it i guess from a different perspective now because um i'm you know trying to watch it like critically and like for like standalone episode it was actually fun i once again like you said i um i would uh watch um uh was it dr what the heck's her name now harding um harding harding dr harding. i would watch dr harding action scientist all day long there's the yeah. gem buried in there. You, you guys could have done something cool. She should have up in G.I. Joe. Dreamwave or anybody done anything cool like in comics with her? <laughs> Not that I know of. I, I I may be wrong and I'll check out later. Maybe I maybe I am. She mm-hmm. should have shown up somewhere else, you know, like the um the you know, a cool, you know, action scientist who's you know, men falling over her and you know, yeah. they, women want to be her kind of thing. I don't know. It's um yeah, that was a great thing. Like you said though, like the ratchet scene and i pointed that out in my notes too the ratchet scene coming out of the hallway was really cool really menacing oh, um really cool oh, that was actually the most menacing part of the uh autobots being evil um the the autobots just causing havoc at the air force base was just funny i don't know that was just the stupidest most gonzo thing this this episode's full of weird gonzo 80s tropes that i loved it was funny Looking back at it, being not so serious and watching an episode to see whether, you know, it's enjoyable. It's much better than trying to see, you know, I guess a lot of fans of different myth, uh, mythos, different um, toy lines, different shows where they try to finagle and mold an episode into the grand scheme. There's no grand scheme here. It's stupid. Megatron has a, vil- a, vil- a visibility spray. Okay. Yeah, that was real, that was real yeah, silly. That, that makes a lot of sense. Makes as much sense as um the Hal moment with Teletran One makes as much sense as any of the stuff. It was just fun to watch though. I mean, Megatron and Starscream shooting um, showering themselves with uh, visibility ass was so dumb. And if they're so invisible, how do they see each other? Huh? Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe maybe because, but I did like it. There's that little the point where the, he opened that chest cavity up, and you can see everything inside was not invisible. Nice thing they didn't try to like gloss over that like hey everything's invisible yeah, that was kind of, yeah yeah nice little addition to the detail anyways long story short uh yeah i, I like this actually more than i thought i would i would give this a, a strong you know three and a half action scientists dr hardings out of five all right very worthwhile a lot, a lot of fun yeah um <clears throat> and yeah so um you know last week of course we went over the uh, trailer for uh rise of the beast coming out um that, that's i like I had to teach myself really quick how to how to splice in the trailer for the upcoming movie and screenshots into the video on YouTube. So mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna from here on out, I'm gonna try to put in some screenshots of what we're talking about the episodes on the uh, YouTube videos for people if they want to see that. Kind of get and refresh their memories of what we're talking about. Which one of the scenes I, I asked uh, Boo from the Excellent Underground to get for me was uh, her looking up from the umbrella holding the plans. So hopefully that came oh, out. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. For here we go. Um, once again, every week we uh gonna go over this. Um, we have the link for the Discord in the notes. So if you want to come uh, talk about stuff, it's fairly active Discord for how many people we have there. Love to have you uh, talk about all kinds of things. If you have your own kind of art you want to you know have, we have a little um like a a um I guess category um channel in the Discord for that. Just talk about random stuff. You know whatever. Show off your collections. It's a nice little community that's pretty active. Good stuff. And um, we also uh, we have a Facebook group. Once again, that'll be in the uh, show notes. And uh, I want to also throw in there, I'm going to keep it in the show notes, um, Simon Letch, who has the Sunbow Archive. Uh, I'm going to put his his um, his uh, GoFundMe in the show notes. I know he's, he's like raised a third of what he needs to uh, keep a roof over his head. Uh, the guy has a great archive. He just added a bunch of new stuff as well. Um, he's doing what he can to keep that thing going. And I, you know, want to see the guy who's really not asking for anything. Usually the only, I think the reason he's asking for this, cause he's, you know, he's a place to live. Um, he's doing like a good service to all his fans out there. So if you can do anything cool, if nothing else, spend some time on the, um, website, see if you can get some clicks, maybe it'll generate some funds for him. So I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. And, uh, I mean, really, 
we come and come down to the end of the day uh, we're all fans here of different things you know it may be fans of things and not fans of other things like doctor who <clears throat> but uh <laughs> that's fine man um but at the end of the day we're all fans of something so it's just kind of cool when fans can support fans um speaking of that if you like what we do here uh on your podcast app you know give us some stars five would be awesome but you know whatever you feel like we deserve you know put a little note in there say something to us maybe we'll get to the point where we can uh you know do a little thing on you know people leave, re- leave review we'll read it on the uh podcast um, speaking of that, our emails are in the uh, show notes also. So if you don't want to join a Discord or like us, you couldn't figure out how Discord worked at first. You just want to email us. Completely cool also. Um, and if you are on YouTube, you know, we might give us a thumbs up and you know, share the um share the episode on your um on your Facebook feed or you know, whatever you want to do. Um got picked up a few new subscribers this week, which is kind of cool. And uh that's kind of how I'm gonna leave it there. So uh Anything you want to say at the end here, Ed? Uh, yeah, yeah. Before before I do my dumb quote, uh, I I, uh, I do want to say thanks a lot to uh, everybody that reached out to me directly um, last week when I was going through uh, through some bad stuff, and uh, that was really awesome and really unexpected. And uh, you know, I had a lot of people just you know hit me up directly on various uh, platforms and uh, just see how just see how I was doing and uh, it was uh, it was very cool and uh, it felt really good thanks a lot guys I, that was, that's amazing and um, uh, yeah yeah all, uh, you all know who you are um, but if I want to know what's on your mind I'll splatter it on the wall and see for myself nice I can know that what's that from uh, that it would be a blitzwing quote nice i'm not sure what episode that's from but uh <laughs> uh yeah I, th- I thought that was i thought that was pretty cool that's a very metal quote and, uh blitzwing's yeah, yeah. also a very metal uh name it is yeah he is yeah, yeah. all right everyone see y'all next week thanks for being here y'all take it easy roll out these guys podcast is performed by evan johns and ed strickland research is done by evan johns ed strickland and with special research help from boo of the axelonunderground.net graphics and images in the video portion are created for the podcast exclusively by c hooper special thanks to everyone who makes this podcast more enjoyable every week